0: Hello friends, welcome once again to your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast, everybody's favorite, therapy themed podcast. It's uh what the heck is this podcast called? This changes everything. (laughs) I forget sometimes because I host a whole bunch of them. You do. But uh I am so excited to be meeting with you this week because A I love our topic, but B. I have a relationship question to
1: ask. You. Oh, what is it? Let's hear this it.
0: This is, this is what, you know, I, I, we've been doing this show now. We like, we, we've got a, some episodes of the bag. We've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like more than just like Instagram friends right? and TikTok <laughs> friends now, I think. So now I'm like, okay, has it been enough time for me to then to like use him for free therapy? Let's see. Okay. Thank goodness. So how do I start? So Eli and I have been together for like. Almost, we're coming up on like, I don't know, like nine months, mm-hmm. 10 months, almost a year. Mm-hmm. fastly, quickly approaching a year. Mm-hmm. And we like live together. You know, I still have my apartment, mm-hmm. but like, I don't sleep there. Mm-hmm. And, and I, there is a, a part of me that is hesitant to talk about marriage mm. because I've been married before. And I also don't want to like, feel like I'm putting pressure on somebody, but in, so how do I approach this subject? Because he always says like, this is it. Like, you, we're, you're it. Like, you're not going anywhere. What am I going to do? Break up with you? My mother would kill me. Like, <laughs> she, he's like, I'm not going to do that. So, uh, you know, but I all like, and then we, we had a conversation. I was like, you don't even know what kind of ring I want. Mm. And he was like, yeah, I do. I know what you would want. And I was like, no, you don't. Because my ex husband thought he knew and he did not. And I hated that ring Mm -hmm. so much. It was so not me. Mm -hmm. So tell me what I should do and what, tell me everything. (laughs)
1: Well, this is actually you bringing up, asking me on the podcast, knowing that he might listen to this episode.
0: Oh, is a pretty good way to do it. This is this is one of my sneaky moves. That's right, I do. I do do this. I forgot about this. Yes, it's
1: interesting because I think that you do this sometimes. Where like you bring up things that you know that you should bring up, but you feel hesitant to bring it up. So you bring it up on the podcast, and then it forces you to bring it up before the episode airs. (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly what it does. So, you.
0: Just noticing a pattern. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shocker, the therapist is pointing out patterns in my behavior. Mm-hmm. So,
1: good job. Okay. I support this. This usually does okay. work out for you.
0: It does. It does. So, there's that. Yeah. And you've
1: also given me feedback about how Eli is just like. He's a straight shooter that likes to communicate, he's a Straight shooter, you know, yeah. and, and it doesn't seem yeah. like you've ever brought up anything with him where he's just been like, Oh my God, no, that's too much. Like how could right. you, right. you know? Um, so yeah. I imagine he's mad
0: that I'm not committing more. He's like, mm. can you just move your things in? can you just tell your landlord that you're not going to sign another le- year lease? <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know yet. I haven't decided. <laughs> it's like, when are you going to decide? I'm like, when my lease is up. Uh huh.
1: <laughs> so this is not it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> this is not so much like how can I bring it up so Eli will be oh. open to it. It's like how can how can you, Sarah, bring it up in a way that you feel comfortable with? This is true. Right, exactly. This is true. This is me stuff. This is you stuff. This isn't Eli stuff. Yeah. Let's not project onto Eli. Eli totally a fucking jam. Totally. You're, you're I'm
0: one hundred percent doing that. Uh-huh. Yeah, this has everything to do. There is this feeling that I have about like if i you know, I've been married before that some, somewhere in my mind, I've, I've said, I'm not deserving of mm-hmm. all of the things that I had the first time around mm-hmm. because I already had those, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which isn't true and isn't realistic. And as soon as I say it out loud, which I tell clients all the time, like this is like half a therapy is just saying the things that you think out loud so that you can hear yourself <laughs> say them. Mm-hmm. So then you go, Oh, that's dumb. And <laughs> exactly. that's, that's what I do here on the podcast <laughs> all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> So
1: it's funny there. I think that's a pretty common way for, for some folks to feel that like, if you do all the stuff, you get married and buy the house or whatever. And then if it doesn't work out, then it feels like, well, that was my one shot, you know, like that was yeah. the thing and, and I don't deserve cause I messed it up or whatever. And that's,
0: or like, we have to do it like how he wants to do it right. because I already got the chance yeah. to pick that out, but that's a silly thing to think.
1: It's so fucking silly. It's so, and and it's good that you're saying it out loud and hearing how silly it sounds. And yeah, that's basically therapy. And that's kind of like what Freud (laughs) made therapy. He was just like, let's make the unconscious conscious
0: Oh yes, and yes. Like, yes. Actually, he is right about yeah.
1: something. so he was right about a few things, and that was one of yeah. the things that he was right about. I
0: always love when when I mm-hmm. am in that moment with the clients where th- I all I will do sometimes is repeat <laughs> the exact mm-hmm. words that they just said to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're saying
1: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Da, da 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 da, and then they start laughing, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, "You're right. Why did I? What? What the heck? I'm like that? That is what we're doing. We're that is." So, that is it. the unconscious conscious. Yes, that is so... Right? Because sometimes the ideas that we have in our head of how things are or how things should be or or what things are like mm-hmm. are not accurate to how things really are. And I think that's a nice segue for what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. which are things that look like green flags, but are really red flags.
1: Yes. Oh, God. And it's so hard... I've said this before that, like, when you have rose-tinted glasses on, all the red flags just look like flags, right? So it's really, really difficult to figure out what's a good green flag and a red flag. And if we're, like – and, you know, during the honeymoon stage or when you're first starting to get somebody and get to know somebody, you're doing this, like, mutual positive projection phase where you're just, like, only looking at the good things. And there's a lot of really – Like, we need to do that in order to create, like, a lot of positivity and a lot of love. And you create, like, a lot of, like, the foundation on the first, like, whatever, six months or something. Yeah. um, When you start seeing somebody. So you want to have – you want to feel really positive. So eventually, once the honeymoon period goes away, there's enough, like, positivity deposited into your relationship bank account that will, like, keep you afloat. Um, But – we can't be blind to like we can't. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, and I I think so. One of the things that I've been thinking about so much ever since we did our attachment episode, mm-hmm. where we you and I joke about how securely attached relationships are, make for terrible television, mm-hmm. and like they don't they're not on they're never on TV, mm-hmm. and we don't see those stories so often. The the stories that we've grown up with, these stories of love that we've romanticized and, and the, the ideas of what this like, Oh, you know, two people pining for each mm. other. And this like, like love that, that could, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nothing could, could break apart mm-hmm. or blah, 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 uh, <laughs> you know, is, is often like, uh, very unhealthy and very toxic.
1: Yeah, the, Disney movies, yeah.
0: like the most problematic.
1: Yeah. That intensity that I will do anything for you sort of shit yeah. is very problematic. And our...
0: Romeo and Juliet, like all, the great loves... like Yeah. Nobody is worth killing yourself for.
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. So we've been like fed these messages from Hollywood yes. and Disney and society and our cultures and the books we read. To, yeah. to brainwash us into thinking that like all these like really intense experiences are really good signs when in actuality they're not
0: did you have growing up did you have a relationship that you saw on in a movie or in in tv on tv where you were like oh i want to be like that yeah, that a, is the
1: princess bride where oh. do you remember that yeah like and yeah. the what's his name What's his name? I don't know. The lead guy. His whole thing was like, as you wish. Like, I'll do anything for you.
0: (gasps) Oh, Jeff.
1: Like, I'll just give up. uh, It'll just be for you. I'm here for you. I'm going to win you over no matter what. She's not really consenting to the relationship (laughs) for a long time.
0: Prince Humphrey?
1: Is that his name? (sighs)
0: Buttercup. Princess Buttercup. Princess Buttercup. Prince. Prince. I don't know. That's definitely wrong. (laughs) Not correct. Anyways. Continue.
1: But it was this really, like, what felt like a really romantic relationship. Um, But they were incredibly enmeshed. And he was also, like, doing all, like, he had to, like, fight for her in all these different ways in order to, like, make it. And I thought it was, like, very sweet and romantic. And I loved him. And I, like, wanted to be him. I think that sort of, like, set me up. Because now I default in relationships to being, like, it's all about you. What do you want? I'm your savior. So he Uh was her savior. I am every partner that I have, I am their savior and I really need to not do that because it creates an unbalanced relationship. Yeah. What about you? Yeah.
0: I, I not, I can't think of one that, that I, I remember seeing and being like, Oh, that's I did. And maybe I'm just thinking about this movie because, uh, the princess bride kind of reminds me of it. Mm. But in, the never ending story where he was like wanted that the the princess yeah. and she was like, say my name, say. And he like travels miles for her. And like, she's so beautiful. They're like a her little tiara, a little headband thing. And like, I Like the biggest crush. I I, I, I very, a lot of my younger years were, were filled with a lot of like confusion over whether I was attracted to these women or Mm -hmm. I wanted to be these women. (laughs) And so that was definitely one of them Mm -hmm. where I was just like, oh my gosh, she's so cute. So I like wanted somebody to, to yeah, like just against all odds, be that prince to my princess buttercup in a way that, you know, Mm -hmm. which. I don't need to be rescued. I'm fine.
1: You know what to be. and it's all in those stories. It's just all about the man. Like the woman's, and it's yeah. just like a, a prize at the end that doesn't have any. She's not a whole person, right?
0: Not a whole, no backstory. No. I don't even know that chick's name. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And she's like, "Say my name, girl." Nobody knew your name in that movie. <laughs> like, You are not a character. Exactly. Barely. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So really, like, these dudes are just
1: projecting a whole bunch of shit onto this person and not really getting to know them. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was very okay when I was a little kid, right?
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Real quick, I want to tell you about this new subscription service that I am in love with. It's called Care-of, and they ship you high-quality personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders right to your door every single month. So if you're like me and you want to feel more balanced, confident, and energetic, I encourage you to let of do all the heavy lifting for you. So my favorite part, honestly, (laughs) was taking this short, in-depth, less than five-minute, kind of adorable quiz on their website. The quiz figures out what your lifestyle and health goals are so that you can get a personalized, doctor-backed recommendation, which takes the guesswork out of all the supplements that are best suited for you. So I took the quiz and I want to tell you what is getting delivered to me. Okay, so I'm getting the collagen, which is going to help my dry skin not be dry anymore, and it's also going to address my wrinkles. Personally, I think my wrinkles make me look hot, like I'm wise and thoughtful, and I've lived a full life, but I'm also kind of wanting my wrinkles to just sort of like not get more wrinkly for a little bit, so I'm excited about this one. Also, because my sleep sucks sometimes, and I need a little help getting to sleep and staying asleep, I'm going to get the Sleep Blend formula that's going to put me right to bed, and I'm going to get the multivitamin just because my normal, everyday. diet probably isn't perfect. So this will be able to balance everything out for me. And when you know it, I have a special promo code for you. So for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter the code. This changes 50. That's 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com to enter code. This changes five zero. Okay. Back to the show.
0: So sometimes the messages we get about what things are oh gosh the ultimate thing to have in a relationship mm-hmm. are actually just like red flags and toxic traits hidden yeah. in these mm, so-called like romantic gestures
1: right exactly and that leads us into our first one which is super hot chemistry right
0: yes oh that's dangerous, so dangerous. A, a, what is it that that's saying a, a, a bright flame burns quickly <laughs>
1: Bright flame burns quickly. Uh, sparks come from faulty wiring
0: oh i haven 't heard
1: that um, mhm yeah uh, and it, it, that one okay. that one always sticks with me because like if you uh, have abandonment issues and you connect with somebody and all of a sudden it feels like, oh my God, it feels seen. This is so amazing and the sparks are flying. It could be because like they are actually avoidant and they won't show up and they're kind of unavailable and they're going to abandon you because there's this sort of like childhood wound that's just like, oh, this feels familiar. This like, yeah. this is what love and intimacy feels like. I'm going to be abandoned by this person, but we don't really know it, but that's what's happening underneath it. So it just feels sparky and it feels chemistry and familiar and familiar. Um, yes. That's not, and this is not a hundred percent of the time, like there is like, Good chemistry out there, but like the good chemistry is usually like I feel like I can be my authentic self. I feel like I feel safe and confident. I feel like our values and beliefs and interests and hobbies are aligned, and I can like I'm feeling really seen and validated. Like that might, but that chemistry feels great, but it's not as good sometimes as like that red flag. It's
0: not as exciting. Exactly,
1: it's not like a roller coaster of what's going to happen. They're going to cure me of all of my ails. Like this is this is. Is it forever like that is that feels like a green flag, it feels like this is like so sexy and it 's going to be great, but it 's probably a red flag because you 're projecting so much onto each other and you feel like you 're going to be saved by this person
0: yeah, you know I think about uh, a roller coaster is such a good mm. visual for it, mm-hmm. you know because oftentimes when i 'll you know start with clients they 'll just talk to me about their life being full of like these highs and lows and wanting something that 's more stable and something that's that's more consistent and so you know we kind of like draw this little the image on a piece of paper of like the highs Mm -hmm. and the lows Mm -hmm. and then you know this other little line that's that's you know a little bit squiggly a little bit wavy but doesn't have like the peaks and the troughs Mm -hmm. and and it's just like a little more balanced and that's kind of what a stable healthy relationship Mm -hmm. and securely attached relationship feels like where it just feels consistent and stable Mm -hmm. And, you know, high moments, low moments of that, but it's not as extreme. Mm-hmm. And with those extremes, like when you have the, the high highs, there's, it just naturally comes with the low lows. I, I can't think of any situation where I haven't seen that, mm-hmm. where it has, I mean, there's like, you know, of course, intense feelings, mm-hmm. but it, it, usually the highs are matched with mm-hmm. the lows, you know, and I have, I have, you know, some friends that I've talked to who. You know, especially like when you get older and, you know, maybe those attachment styles start to like become more recognizable and play out a little more in your relationships. Or, you know, I've talked to to some friends in some situations where they've they've gotten together with somebody in an exciting way. Mm-hmm. Like maybe both of them were, you know, having an affair while mm-hmm. they were like with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of... Uh, high emotions, there's a lot of, of intense Mm -hmm. feelings Mm -hmm. that it feels so exciting. But even when you, you like take away the secrecy and if those like people actually decide, okay, let's do this. Let's like have a relationship. Mm -hmm. It's very hard. If not damn near impossible Mm -hmm. to match the excitement of that sneaking around and that like what, you guys had in those early stages
1: mm-hmm. yeah because those the relationship might... is built around adrenaline right yes and totally. so many dopamine hits and once that adrenaline goes away which it always does and it's a good thing when it goes away so you can like actually get into the real part of the relationship it feels like too steep of a drop when yeah. it was the secret and you were sneaking around and everything was like so sexy and hot um yeah. you know same thing for like reality shows right like You're doing adrenaline's pumping and endorphins are buzzing, you know, and then you're just like, then the cameras go away and you're just there with each other. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't I know it? (laughs) It's the worst. Uh, Okay. Next on our list, uh, we have willing to drop everything for you. Yeah. This is such a good one because it really does look like a selfless
1: act. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our, the princes that we were talking about in the childhood movies, they're willing to drop everything, every single thing in their life just to be with them. And that feels like, oh my God, they're sacrificing so much. And this is what love means. I think a lot of people think that like sacrifice equals love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: What does that do long term when you, when you have somebody who's like dropping everything for you?
1: It makes it so that like That's what you're going to expect Now like Ooh. You are like The center of the universe You're the center Of the relationship And they need to continue To drop everything for you And if they start to like Become a whole person That has different oh desires God. Or wants to hang out With their friends Or you know, Then all of a sudden It feels like a betrayal Like you loved me In this way And that's what our love means And now you want to like Go out with your buddies On a Friday night Friday night is our night You know So like And it makes sense Because like There is a behavioral change Right They dropped everything to be with you. And now all of a sudden they're like doing their own thing every now and then that's going to make you feel pretty anxious.
0: I may have done this and not known. I did this (laughs) now that you say this, because this is exactly what my friends will tell me in relationships Mm. too. They go, you are too accommodating. Mm. You are too there and available for your partners and willing to do whatever they need. Mm -hmm. And then when you like, you need to have your space you need to have stuff for you you need to have Mm -hmm. uh you know they need to understand that you can't go out to dinner with them tonight you have to work Mm -hmm. and that's okay Mm -hmm. and if I, in the beginning of the relationship would totally be like, just happy that they're choosing to go out with me and be like, yeah, sure. I can hang out with you then Ugh, move all my schedule around. Mm-hmm. It makes it seem like that is what I'm going to do forever. And then as soon as I go, wait a sec, I, I actually want to do my thing. Then they resent me. They get mad. Right. And th- that is the ghosting relationship
1: <laughs> there you go. when
0: they, when he just like took off. Cause he was like, yeah. What? She's not going to do whatever I want all the time anymore. Mm-hmm. That's no fun. Yeah.
1: So you're setting a yeah. precedent. Yeah. They're going to resent you, and you. Decide. I didn't even
0: know I did that until we just said it.
1: <laughs> oh
0: God. You're getting
1: a lot out of our out of our talk today, Sarah. So much. Yeah. I'm gonna
0: have to. You're gonna have to send me a bill afterwards. <laughs> Got I Can't work for free over there.
1: So. Oh so yeah. my God. So there. Yeah. It's tempting. Like I have that urge to drop everything for my person because like, I just, I just love it. And I just love being there for them. And I want to like get all those experiences. But what I'm doing is I'm abandoning myself. Right. It's like, it's called self abandonment. It's sort of like the buzzword right now. And if you do that, likely they're going to resent you. When you start to like focus on yourself again, you're going to resent them because you're like, you've done all this stuff for them and they're not doing it for you. Right, So it feels like a green flag to drop everything. It's actually kind of a red flag, if that's what you're doing. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, One thing that I will say I am willing to drop everything for, and anytime uh, Eli is like, hey, can you do this for me? I'm like, yep, that's preheat the oven (laughs) to about 400 degrees so that I can put in my delicious, fantastic, ultimate, amazing, wild grain bread. Yes. Oh, Uh, have you tried this, Jeff?
1: I have. (laughs) And I'm I'm not really good with like uh, food stuffs being delivered and making them, but this shit is like oh. the easiest thing to do because you just take it out of the freezer yes. and put it in the oven, and then like fresh baked bread. And not only is it like tasty and some of the best bread I've ever yeah. eaten, but it like makes my apartment smell so good. Oh.
0: Yes, I can tell. Just you guys should see, like, just like the whole body changed as he started talking about this. It's amazing the kind of stuff that we'll do for bread. And you don't. I've always said this is one of my favorite sponsors that we have on other podcasts. I'm so glad that Wild Grain is a sponsor for this podcast too, so that you guys can get your fantastic discount on this stuff because it is. Really like, you know, I live in a place where I'm lucky to have a lot of bakeries around, but that shit ain't cheap. Mm -hmm. And then it's like I gotta go, I gotta get out of the house and on Sunday morning, I just want like my fresh croissants, like in my house, in my PJs, and I don't have to go anywhere. Mm -hmm.
1: And I'm
0: so grateful for Wild Grain for showing up at my door with all of this in their delivery boxes ready to go.
1: And I don't think I don't think I have like sea like I don't think that I need to be gluten free. But if I eat too much bread personally mm-hmm. it makes mm-hmm. me feel sluggish. My like belly feels really full. But if I eat a lot of like wild grain bread
0: The right kind the of The
1: right grains. kind of bread, then yes. I don't feel I don't feel shitty about it. Like, yeah, because it's, it's
0: not full of all that.
1: Yes, exactly. Junk
0: that's in the grocery store once.
1: So For a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCE to start your subscription. And I will say, I got chocolate croissants, and they're so fucking good. (laughs) Uh, They're so good. So good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash TCE. That's wildgrain.com slash TCE. Or you can use the promo code TCE at checkout. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it. I bake and Eli's always like, oh, this is the best yeah. bread. And he's real snooty about his bakery stuff. It. And like, he should be, yeah, mm-hmm. he should be right. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you only have one life. Got to enjoy all the good <laughs> right. flaky, delicious pastries. Um, okay. More green flags, or I should say that. Yeah. Green flags that are really red flags. Uh, Wants to move too fast.
1: So this kind of like connects with the last one that we're talking about, which just like, I'm going to drop yes. everything to be with you. And typically what that leads into is just like, I'm going to move fast or I'm going to see you every single day. And yeah. it could feel like a green flag because you're just like, oh my God, the availability. And it makes sense. Like you should be available for your person when you start seeing them. But if you're available for them every single day. Then, like you were saying earlier, Sarah, there's a sort of like this, you're like moving really quickly, it's amazing, and there's probably going to be a drop off eventually, and it's going to be a really big drop. So I want you to really think about taking things slow, and it might feel like you're going against, it does feel like a lot of times you're going against what you want to do. Um, but that means making sure that you're seeing all your friends, you're doing all your hobbies, yes. you're doing work in school. You're not just sort of diving in 100% into your person. Again, it could like cause resentment. Um, and, and you know, it, we, we can kind of look at it as in, uh, your brain is trying to get those dopamine hits and we can kind mm-hmm. of look at it as like an addiction possibly. And you yes. don't want to just, you know get, yeah. yeah.
0: Delay of gratification, right?
1: Yes. Delay, create the tension, create the, like, step into the uncertainty, be okay with it and tolerate it. Like this is all Mm -hmm. part of a new relationship.
0: Some of the best decisions that I've made for my relationships in the past, even relationships that didn't work out. So like, you know, I, uh, you know, got divorced and I'm not with my ex-husband anymore, Mm -hmm. but my uh, people who were friends of his always told me like, he was like the guy who was like, the bachelor always dated mm-hmm. people for like you know three months at a time and broke up girlfriend 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 and people were like wow you really like changed him and they said the thing that did it was that uh i said no to going on a vacation with him mm-hmm. he had had he had like this that what he would always do he would dated gal for like a month then he'd ask her out on vacation and then he'd go on vacation and she, he would she would like let him down on the vacation, then they would come back, break up. It was you know that mm-hmm. whole roller coaster mm-hmm. thing, and I recognized that as like that's not how I want to um, create like build the the connection in our relationship. And mind you, this was like the second time around because we mm-hmm. like dated, then broke up, and then mm-hmm. this is like the second time where he da- we started dating again. And I was like, no, I'm not gonna go on vacation because then we'll like vacation fall for each other, mm-hmm. and that's not real fall for each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it, everybody was like, yep, that's the thing that I made him want to marry you and made him be like, you're the one that like, Mm -hmm. I want that Mm -hmm. because I said, no, I'm good. And, you know, even like Eli now, he, he said that I was the hardest person to date that he ever would. I was like, when he wanted to go on a date with me, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'll be available three Tuesdays from now. (laughs) No Saturdays that I give him a Tuesday, you know, like, that's funny under a bunch of conditions and then like i he only saw me like then i think maybe we we went out again that week but it was like one night he got
1: mm-hmm. and, and, th- and that's the thing is that it was like just different boundaries are actually sexy boundaries yes. like it feels like there's structure there's like a scaffolding that we can count on this all makes sense it's it's similar to like how when you're a teenager, you don't want to have any boundaries at all, but then it feels really safe. Like you actually do want rules and consequences yes. so that you know what's right and wrong. That feels like a secure, you can even like disagree with some of the rules, but at least you know what they are. Yes. And you're creating a safe relationship.
0: Yes. Yeah. And now he lets me ha- and understands when I like, I'm like, no, I got to work. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, yep, yeah, that's, that's okay. You got to work. Yeah. He's like, well, can you please stop getting new jobs? <laughs> I did promise him I wouldn't get any more new jobs <laughs> since I got two new jobs since we've been together. That's good. Like, Stop it. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, also, you know, also in this, we talked about like moving too fast, but what about like, what does it really mean to like move slowly? I think sometimes moving slowly is an adult, like people always think that that just means don't sleep with them.
1: Oh yeah. I think, yeah. You and, know what I mean? Yeah. And if that's what feels good to you, if you want to like lo- move slowly physically, then- yeah, That's one way to move slowly. Um, for me, I don't know, this is not going to work for everybody, but one of the ways that I move slowly when I first start dating somebody is that like, I am assuming that they're dating other people, that they're going on dates. You have to. Right? And I yes. am open to going on dates with other people too. And that makes me slow down because I don't want to get too serious with anybody else. I want to like see... What these connections are like and what's going on. And I'm not like putting all my eggs into one basket sort of thing. Yes. That can stress people out, but it doesn't stress me out. It makes me feel actually more grounded and forces me to move slower because then I have dates or I have to get my work done or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I think it. it's just safe to assume unless it's been specifically mm-hmm. stated and clarified they're dating other people. Mm-hmm. They're other people. Uh, hopefully, they're not swiping whatever direction while they're on the date with you. I've seen some <laughs> funny videos of that happening. Yeah. But just, make, just assume that and it's better. I tried that. I was like, I'm, I'm going to date around. I, like, I couldn't keep them straight. And oh, then I no. would tell stories from what i'd be like yeah remember when we did <laughs> nope wasn't you what other guy and so i can i had to stop doing that i mm. i did it for like a week mm-hmm. and then i was like nope 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 i can't keep I don't know what that is, but can't keep it straight. So
1: Yeah, if you can't keep it straight, then it's just bad yeah. form if you're like confusing. Stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sloppy. I'm real messy over here. Yeah. yeah. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what Hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items, tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it, it's that easy It's time to rethink recycling with Renew
1: Particular valued resources may vary by geography More info available at Uh
0: You know, I also I, I was listening to a podcast That was talking about It was about catfishing But it was mm. talking about uh, Kind of some red flags to Things to watch out in, in relationships That start online And, and things like that and, uh, this woman who was like an expert was being interviewed and I thought this was really interesting what she had to say about, uh, mature relationships. And she said, you should be very worried if, a re- if people are, uh, resistant to doing those things that moves the relationship out of that honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. If they want to stay in that, like we just started dating, it's really exciting phase. Mm -hmm. Then it may be a sign that they don't have the maturity Mm -hmm. to do what is required to be in a real relationship. Kind of like you say, like, you know, that you've got to eventually like Mm -hmm. get to the real relationship stuff Mm -hmm. and, and you know, not just like, the fun.
1: Yeah. It's a good thing. I, yeah. And in, in, in doing that, you have to like let go and grieve the honeymoon stage. Yeah. And remember that like yeah. you're getting into relationships in order to be in a secure, stable <sighs> relationship. Let's remember the goal here, people.
0: Right? I uh, have to tell myself that <laughs> all the time because I have these panic <laughs> moments about, oh my God, I have to live with somebody for the rest <laughs> of my life. <laughs> right. What? And then I go, Sarah, what do you want more than anything? Yeah. To be with somebody for the rest of your Mm -hmm. life. So, like, shut up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just (laughs) move your shit in. (laughs) so stupid. I just get in my own way. Ugh. Anyways.
1: Hey, at least you're aware of it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Too aware. I don't know. Maybe. Um, Okay. What's next? This one, I feel like this is something that you and I have talked about. that You've experienced in Mm -hmm. relationships before processing all the time. Mm -hmm. That sounds like something... That would be a great thing. But maybe this is why my supervisor warned me against dating another therapist. <laughs> yeah. She was like, "Do not do that.
1: I def- you will hate that." I definitely have a therapist kink, like I go for other therapists. And Sorry,
0: Jeff, I'm taken, <laughs> and I will make you go camping, so we are not yes, matched.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> um so, but, and, and part of the reason is because it feels like, oh my God, we like are gonna talk about things and process things and analyze things and be on the same level and like emotionally validate and reassure each other so well and understand each other and get the support and yada yada. But the, but the problem is that like sometimes the relationship turns into all processing and not just like hanging out and vibing or being playful and silly. You're just like, oh, you're not touching that food. Tell me about it. Like, what's going on? Are you feeling trauma? Like, God. um,
0: (laughs) Kill me now. I would hate that.
1: (laughs) And that is like a way I can connect with you and do that for maybe 20 minutes. But it usually goes on way too fucking long. Right.
0: Well, because then you think that the other person's analyzing whatever you're Mm -hmm. doing. That Mm -hmm. there's – if the other person's thinking – There's that, that almost feels like a lot of mind reading that's Mm. going on Mm -hmm. in that, even though you're asking questions, you're asking questions because you're more like in tune with their Mm -hmm. experience, which means you're probably not Mm -hmm. in tune with your own at that present moment. And yeah, that get, that seems exhausting.
1: And it just leads to like just like maybe just like let some shit go like maybe we don't need to get into everything i know that like we both think it's kind of interesting and fascinating to like do deep dives Mm -hmm. but then we're just like we're not like taking taking it easy we're not like laughing as much everything feels really heavy and and this happened to me last a couple days ago when i went to therapy i have therapy every Mm -hmm. tuesday and i like show up for therapy and i was like hey We're not going to... I don't want to fucking process shit. I don't want to talk about heavy stuff. Like, every single session for the last, like, three months has been me Uh weeping. I'm not doing Uh this anymore. And she was like, cool. Yeah. yeah." And so it's also important for some therapy sessions to be silly and fun and surface level because it feels light and it feels enjoyable. And it's a really important way to connect. But if you're processing all the time, it's too heavy.
0: It's too much. Right. And then you'll avoid it because you don't want to... Mm-hmm. do that yeah yeah exactly. i i think this uh, eli might be my process thing want to talk about things more than i do <laughs> Interesting. oh i'm like no nah, i'm good Let, let's just bury this yeah <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's very obvious that I do the job that I do because mm. my family wasn't able to communicate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so now it's like, uh, you know, those who can't do teach mm-hmm. and that, that's what we're doing over here. So, you know, Eli, I'll be like, you know, I, I'm, I'm really noticing that you've been like, pro- you're processing a lot over there. What's going on in your head? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> fine. I'll talk about my feelings. Yeah. Uh ugh. <laughs> annoying. He's great. I love you, Eli. You're the best. Don't ever change. Okay. Um,
1: okay. The next one is somebody who's like really chill and easygoing feels like a green flag because they're just like, Oh my God, like they're up for anything. They want to do all the things that I want to do. They don't push back on stuff like, and that, and I think that like what, is this something from the 80s or 90s maybe where it's just like, yeah, like I want to be like a really chill and easygoing girl, you know? Like... Yeah,
0: this is me. This okay. is I okay. did try to you. do that. I uh-huh. was like, I'm I'm just like one of the guys. Right. Like we can just like do whatever. Right. Like just like, you know, if you want to do that, like I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. I I got to or I had to say Gladiator is a stupid fucking movie. <laughs> okay. I don't want to watch any of your cowboy movie mm-hmm. like they're dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend that they're. And then sports is the other one mm-hmm. where I was like, then I like went overboard and I started pretending like I don't care when actually I really did care because <laughs> I had to like I right. like, maybe overcorrected a little. Uh I was just like Like the pretending to be, or like, yeah, we can go. And to be honest, the, the super chill, easygoing, we can like, yeah, I don't care wherever you want to go. That's annoying. Mm -hmm. When people ask you, what do you want to eat? Mm -hmm. They're asking you because they want you to answer and make a decision. When you go, I don't care whatever you want. That's like putting the burden back on them. Mm -hmm. That I, that is really a hard habit to break. Mm -hmm. You know, don't be a chill girlfriend, be the high maintenance girlfriend, because Mm -hmm. That, that there was a book that came out a, a lot. It was a, it's a, been a while and I'm sure I did not read it and I'm sure some of it is, mm, I don't know, but it was called why men love bitches. <laughs> okay. Do you remember this?
1: I know the title, but I never read it. I don't know anything. about no,
0: it. No, I, I didn't read it either, but I would imagine that a little bit of his, uh, of it has to mm. do with having opinions and putting your foot down mm-hmm. and, and. Uh, asserting yourself, mm-hmm. which is like, really, we want somebody who knows what they want, who has an f- opinion, who cares and who isn't who, who, if it's a healthy relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to know what your needs are. And if you're chill and easygoing, then I don't know what your needs are, what you want. I want to be able to please you. And you're not allowing me to do that. I want to meet yeah. those needs. So speak up.
0: And the more, the more, it, sometimes it. It's so crazy how our mind works and how we have to just hijack it sometimes because it's hijacking us all the time. And it's the opposite of what we think it is. So we think this person is going to hate it if I Mm -hmm. tell them specifically exactly what I need. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that we talked about this in the sex episode Mm -hmm. when talking about what people want with, you know, oral sex and what, how people want to be touched that, We would want nothing more than the instruction manual, but we're so scared to give somebody the instructions for fear that they're going to be like, what's this? Mm -hmm. I don't want to use these. I want to just wing it. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and that's what we really want. And I tested Eli. I was like, would you like me to give you a Christmas list? And he was like, yes, I want to know exactly. And I was like, oh, good. I'll be able to tell you all of my needs. (laughs) then."
1: (laughs) And like you've said before, Sarah, like there's something really sexy and hot about being your authentic self. Like that's oh, when we're yes. most attracted to somebody. And Yes. Right. So being your authentic self means speaking up and getting your needs met.
0: Yeah. And you know what? When I think of when I hear, uh, you know, partners talk about their significant other when they're not around, mm-hmm. they often talk about that, like, yeah, I mean, she loves Mediterranean food. What am I saying? Like, I don't like it, but she loves it. They talk about mm-hmm. the things that they're part, like, the interests that you maybe don't share, mm-hmm. don't have in common. And not in a bad way, but in, like, a good way. And and it would be boring if you listened to a couple. Like, yep, we all like the same thing. We all like the uh, she, ugh, mm-hmm. It's not even real.
1: Mm-mm.
0: So just...
1: Just be yourself.
0: Yes. Be yourself. And don't be chill. And don't be easy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But Sarah, there are some times where I do want to really chill out. Right.
0: This is true. And I really. And sometimes I need a little bit of help.
1: Yes, exactly. Just a little bit of help. And we've got what you need. Or at least I've got what I need. Because I got a bunch of Next Evo CBD Mm -hmm. gummies that were sent to me. Oh, my Love fucking him. God. And they're perfect for when I'm feeling a little yeah. stressed, a little anxious. My, I'm like two in my head. I'll just take a Next yeah. Evo Natural gummy, the sleep gummy that has like melatonin and CBD into it. It's like the perfect mix. And it'll just sort of like guide me into dreamland. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I just learned uh, my friend's mom was struggling with sleep and she had some, some recent like surgery stuff and she's just been like struggling to sleep. And so- they they have capsules now mm. that are time released mm. so if you're somebody who struggles to stay asleep the time released ones are great because you get all of the cbd that's going to like relax your body and make you like sleep and have a restful night without being like groggy the next day mm-hmm. so the gummies are great if you want that instant you know they've got all the quick release like super absorption like four times the absorption rate and like hits your system super fast you don't have to wait so you get the gummies for that Mm -hmm. keep them like by the nightstand and then if you want to have like the sleep where you sleep and stay asleep Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. if you struggle with that then that's what the capsules are really good for and i just learned that from my friend's mom who's been taking these and loves them so there's your little insider tip
1: (laughs) i love that so i think that you should make cbd a part of uh, reaching your full potential with Next Evo Naturals, you can go to nextevo.com slash podcast and use the promo code changes to get 20% off your first order of $40 or more. That's 20% off $40 or more at nextevo.com, N E X T E V O.com slash podcast with the code changes.
0: All right. Ah, uh, what else is on our list? Red flags that are green flags. Um, oh my gosh. This one, I have done a lot of work with teenagers mm-hmm. and I would do, I used to go uh, when I was in grad school, I would go uh, to like teen centers or, you know, high school groups, things like that. And we would do presentations on like healthy relationships, things that are really similar to, you know, this kind of stuff, talking about what are things that maybe look healthy that are toxic stuff like that. The one that I heard all the time, you know, because I just asked the audience, like ask the, the, ask the kids, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what's something that maybe a boyfriend or a significant other would do for you that seems like a good thing, but maybe is, is not. And I heard so many that would give me pushback, but because they experienced this, somebody who wants to hang out with you all the time. Like they want to hang out with you all the time. And this is the one who like maybe even comes and picks you up from your job.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, you're getting out. It's, it's the, the acts like to be there, you know, Oh, I'll take you out to lunch. Mm-hmm. I'll come and I'll pick you up from work today. Like there sometimes there are these videos that, and it's one thing if like you don't have a car and that's your ride and you need the person sure. to pick you up and everything. But sometimes when I see these videos that are online of like, my boyfriend comes by mm. or picks me up from work every day. And these are the clips of him. Infi- and I'm just like,
1: it uh,
0: mm-hmm. uh, sounds a little bit controlling to me.
1: Oh yeah. It can come off as really controlling.
0: Very Cause it's in a way I'm going to keep tabs on you. Mm. I'm not going to let anybody else pick you up. I'm not going to let any, and you don't see this as much in relationships with people who are like older or more mature, but mm-hmm. in this is one that can feel really good, Mm -hmm. but is a very controlling, it's rooted in control.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I was also thinking of it like, you know, it's, if you're like spending all your time with somebody, then you're kind of like self-abandoning yourself. So that's a part of it. But like, yeah, I think there is like a power and control thing that's going Mm -hmm. on here where they're the ones that are always needing to like do everything. Like they want you to rely on them. And yeah. count on them. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. When we talk about maybe early signs, even of, of domestic violence mm-hmm. and some of the, the things that may be in the, the, uh, like that courtship kind of, uh, uh, phase mm-hmm. of that cycle of violence where there's the, um, like, uh, kind of like honeymoon period, mm-hmm. like the winning them over with, with gifts or with, you know, uh, acts of service or all this attention and how that is it can definitely be rooted in control (sighs) you know i was in a relationship where somebody gave me gifts in the beginning of the relationship that were too much that were big Mm -hmm. gifts
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it felt it looks on the surface like so nice Mm -hmm. like he bought me a bike Mm. and he bought me a bike for him that he liked mm-hmm. that was like what he wanted in his head of like, I imagine my girlfriend to look like this and ha- be like this. Mm-hmm. This is what he saw. And so he wanted me to fit like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, this is and it wasn't me. It wasn't. It was like a baby pink beach cruiser. And I'm like, <laughs> uh all black mountain bike. Obviously, mm-hmm. but you know, so yeah, I was like, this isn't me. And it, 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 see you know, my friends, I remember at the time were like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. He said, but it is not a good thing.
1: Really? No.
0: Now in, in hindsight, like looking back, it was definitely, it felt like, and in that relationship, with somebody who then started making a lot of the decisions for me, I lost who I was. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, do I like this bike? I don't even know what bike I like anymore. Cause somebody else is deciding this is what you like.
1: Mm-hmm. There's something that feels really uneasy about accepting really big gifts at the beginning of a relationship, especially expensive yeah. ones. Yes. Cause it's just like, ugh, we don't know each other that well. This feels like, a lot of money out of your bank account. Like who knows what's going to happen to this relationship. This doesn't feel secure. Yeah.
0: Expectations. Mm-hmm. What do I have to do? This has got to come with strings attached.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I
0: like get felt like, Oh, now I have like an obligation to like, even say, I like this, mm-hmm. that, which gets dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, um, a uh, uh, a story in some therapy book that I read. That's about a couple who had been married for years and they are, they are in couples therapy after, you know, I don't know 40 years mm-hmm. of marriage or something. And they're, you know, going back and forth and arguing. And, and the man says, and, and and also, I hate spinach and you won't stop making me spinach. <laughs> and the wife is like, what? You love spinach. You told me you love spinach. And when they first got together... <laughs> 50 years mm-hmm. ago or whatever it was she made him dinner once and he was like mm, I love spinach and so she just kept making it and he kept saying mm. uh, like mm-hmm. mm, and then started resenting her mm. for making the thing that he hated but never told her so we always say like is this a spinach is this something you don't want to end up hating right. spinach, having them make you spinach all the time and you really hate spinach
1: mm-hmm. exactly yeah
0: yeah You got to speak up
1: it's so hard though <laughs> It is hard because you're trying to just, like, please them at first. You want to, like, come off like a quote-unquote normal person that's just, like, open to everything and wants to say yes to all the stuff. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Any of that, like, constant in-communication. Another one on our list is texting all day.
1: Mm -hmm. Like that.
0: Or, like, location sharing. Or anything that's like that. Of, like, I want to keep tabs on you. And I'm not just saying this, Eli, and all my friends listening, because I'm the worst texter on the planet. I'm not just saying that because of that. It's just, you know, if somebody's always checking in or, or, like, you have to be available to them all the time. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, it's not the best. No. Like you were saying before, it kind of feels a little controlling. Um, Feels like there's a weird enmeshment that's happening way too soon. Um, Mm Yeah. It also, like, it sets you up for, like, that one day where you're busy and you're not going to fucking text because you're just, like, a do- right. now all of a sudden it feels like, oh, no, change of behavior. Why aren't they texting? They must not like me anymore. And it creates, like, this really anxious sort of attachment. Um, yeah. But, you know, texting is a lot of fun. for you know, Like, I get it, and it feels like a real green flag, yeah. but you're setting yourself up if you're just doing it yeah. constantly over and over again. A- another one that I like is that, like, um, Those couples or people in relationship where they're just like, we never get into any fights.
0: Oh, my God. We never fight. Did you see the White Lotus? Yes. That show. Yes. You know the couple on there that was like, yeah, we we just – what's there to fight about? Mm -hmm. What's there to be Mm -hmm. mad about? And secretly they were both doing whatever the fuck they wanted and then like – Yes. getting back at each other like like there was so much yeah. that was going on but they all pretend like yeah sure you can def is it we're not getting into any fights because we're avoiding conflict or we're pushing down and, and like mm-hmm. uh, ignoring things that we really need to discuss or is this just because there's healthy communicate? Like, what is this? Cause everybody, you gotta, come on, come on, come on, come on.
1: You're going to disagree with your person. You know, you're going to have different opinions on important things. And so if there's, there's going to be like arguments, there's going to be debates, there's going to be like sort of heated conversations. You're going to hurt each other's feelings. Like this is all part of a relationship. But if you're conflict avoidant, like that couple in season two of White Lotus, who I love, (laughs) (laughs) um, that's kind of like an exaggerated version of what could happen. But that could happen where like all of a sudden you're being really secretive, you're resenting them, you're feeling contempt and anger and you're passive aggressive and you're doing things to punish them. Right.
0: There was so much contempt and passive. Ugh. That's great. Oh my God. That's like another show. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Therapy take on Ooh. your favorite television exactly. show.
1: Yeah. Wow. Um, and again, you know, like it's fun to watch that on TV. I love that. Right. They're beautiful. It's great writing. It's so funny, but you do not want to be living that. A relationship no. and one of the ways you start living that relationship is if you're just like we never get into fights because we're always avoiding conflict yeah. so step into the conflict and talk about like be in conflict in a healthy way and know that like yes even if you're in a long-term relationship or if you're married sometimes you get into like really big fights something hopefully not always and hopefully it doesn't turn like right. scary or anything like right. that but like it's not abnormal to get into big blowout okay. fights because you're being triggered by your person. Like no other person, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it's only in those, I have to remind myself that, and I like to remind everybody all the time that, uh, uh, the absence of love is not hate mm-hmm. or anger. It's indifference mm-hmm. that sometimes intense feelings are going to come out in a way that looks like, anger and hate and but that's not that that Mm -hmm. that's just feelings it's indifference and when you just sort of like checked out that i can't i will say that i think that you can say i want to be the kind of relationship that says we never yell
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because i will say that Mm -hmm. it has been such a nice break Mm. and like a relief to not have to yell Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in a relationship. And that comes from feeling hurt Mm. when you can communicate. I don't have to yell. I don't have to like do these like extreme reactions so that I am taken seriously Mm -hmm. because my partner listens and takes me seriously Mm -hmm. and recognize when I say, this is really bothering me. Mm-hmm. They don't become defensive or, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I understand. And it's only when somebody becomes defensive that I have to almost show how much right. it's really bothering me with how loud my voice gets. And I, it's, it's the worst. And mm-hmm. I don't ever want to do that again. So the fights, we're going to have them, but the yelling, you don't The have
1: yelling. To. And also, I don't want to be in a relationship where you're being mean to me. You know,
0: yeah, we can can get into a
1: fight, into an argument without being mean to each other. If you're mean to me during the fight or argument, that is a fucking deal breaker, my friend.
0: And I just learned this little nugget the other day. I was talking with some of my colleagues, my supervisor, and we were talking about, you know, often when we're in a fight and we set boundaries and we say, you know, that hurt my feelings or that was mean. Mm -hmm. The other person will respond with. The classic, you're being too
1: sensitive. Mm, mm-hmm.
0: And so I have this little nugget for you. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, you can respond with, how do you know you're not being insensitive?
1: Ooh, I like that.
0: Yes. Don't you? Yeah. Because it will make them like stop in their tracks and like, mm-hmm. like I, it, and you don't say, well, you're being insensitive. You right. ask the question, yeah. how do you know? That you're not being insensitive. That's great. Oh, (laughs) not going to be able to answer that one, are you? So I, I heard that the other day and I was like, oh, 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 what a gem. That's good. What a gem. So yeah. So that's my little advice for you.
1: we 've so got we'll one change. more on the list. you added this one. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about it?
0: Oh, what did I add? Oh, yes, <laughs> this one possessive nicknames mm. like you 're mine
1: mm-hmm.
0: you 're all mine, <laughs> like it on the surface sounds good yeah. but these these are things and we 've had a few episodes where we 'll be like we'll talk about how maybe one of these things is not like the sign to break up or the sign that it's like an abusive relationship or something. But when you have somebody who says things like you're all mine and who needs to know where you are all the time Mm -hmm. and who, um, you know, when you were like, Hey, I want to hang out with the girls tonight. It's like, Oh, I'll come too," Mm -hmm. or I'll take you guys. Mm -hmm. I'll get, I'll pay for dinner, whatever it is. Like how those things, when you add them all up, you're like, Hmm. Do I have autonomy in this relationship? Is this uh, a healthy relationship?
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: sometimes they can look like things that uh, that sound so nice to think, "Oh, I'm all yours," but after what that long term mm-hmm. does to even just your brain mm. when somebody says, "You're all mine."
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, it does sound very sweet and but if you like add it into all the other behaviors that they're doing that feel like borderline abusive or power grabs yeah. or controlling, then yeah, yeah. this is. I feel like
0: the candy heart industry is going to come after me. <laughs> They're going to be like, "What are we going to put on those little candy hearts?" It's like Valentine's Day season, and I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. fighting against the Hallmark card industry right now. All the cards say "Be Mine," yeah. and I'm like, "That's controlling language." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't like that hasn't been canceled.
0: <laughs> you know what? I am too, and I'm gonna go ahead and start the, so start campaign, the campaign to cancel yeah. okay. Be Mine. <laughs> no, be your own and maybe uh you get a piece of this every day. Be
1: now. a compliment like, to my life if you consent to it. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: If you consent. <laughs> right. There you go. Yeah. Well, There you go. Those are your lists of things that are uh, red flags that maybe look like green flags. And Mm -hmm. we're going to do a part two Mm -hmm. follow-up episode, next episode to this, of things that are, look like red flags, but are really
1: green flags. So the opposite. Nice. Can't wait. All right, Sarah. Good chatting. We'll see you guys
0: next time. Bye. Bye.